Hi, this is Dr. Katie. I'm both a medical doctor and a breast cancer survivor. Welcome back to my podcast. And again, today I'll be talking about wellness basics. Um, This week we are talking about the importance of healthy eating and low-tox living. And I want to talk a bit more about things you need to add to your diet for a healthier life. Um, I think a lot of times when we think about healthy eating, it's it's a really negative conversation. It's about all these things you can't have. And there, there are a lot of things, um, man-made things that we have made over the last 50 to 100 years um, that ha- have made societies um, in the West um, overweight, unhealthy, and sick. And these are things like, you know, all of our different processed foods are our sugar, refined sugars, um, our refined breads and um, grains, our fatty um, types of, of butter, um, things like corn, corn syrup. Um, there's a lot of research now. We know that um, these things are, are linked to poor health outcomes and to a shorter lifespan and um, that sought people to try to look at more traditional ways of life. And there was a hallmark study, the China study. I don't know if any of you guys have read it, that looked at, um, you know, people that um, were living more traditional lives, having um, good health outcomes and looking at what their diet was composed of. Um, and then there were people that focused on, you know, adopting that kind of more primitive cave man-like diet. Think paleo. Um, and diets have sort of evolved over time to look at, you know, what we are and aren't doing as we evolve as a society and unfortunately, um, have set up systems and structures and, um, place and communities, um, that are obesogenic, um, as in, um, the neighborhood that you live in may result in, um, you being more likely to make choices that lead to you being overweight and having um, poor health outcomes. And um, people over the last few decades have come up with many different diet solutions, and a lot of them are very prescriptive, and they're about sticking to particular plans, whether it's um, lower carb, higher carb, um, low fat, high fat, <coughs> Um, avoiding certain types of meats, eating certain types of meats, um, avoiding certain processed foods, avoiding sugar, for example. Um, and you know, a lot there are a lot of dietary approaches that can be effective. Um, it's really important to understand that weight loss, so eating to lose weight, does not necessarily equate to eating um, to maximize your your lifespan. And a lot of these approaches are all about um, restriction. And, um, you know, we don't live isolated lives. Um, It can be really, really hard um, if you're trying to stick to a really strict diet and then you've got social engagements, or you wanna go out and eat, or you're traveling. And many people find um, the really effective um, ways to lose weight are not necessarily easy to maintain over decades of their life. And we know that you have to make consistent good choices 
throughout your lifespan for you to get the most impact and benefit. Um, so that, that I guess is me kind of summing up, um, in a very simple way, um, some of the, the challenges that I've found and my patients have found as they try to approach healthy eating. Um, but then there's another perspective. Um, and the first I ever read uh, about taking this sort of perspective is, is, um, if you look at some of the work by people like Dr. Joe Furman, for example, and, and he's written this book, Eat to Live. And his emphasis is more on the micronutrients that you need. Um, and if you, if you really focus your diet on getting all the nutrients that you need to, um, to really um, maximize your health, um, and you're really eating them at the levels that you need. You're getting the vitamins, the antioxidants, and you know, in the foods that um, come from the earth, you may not have space to really be eating all the unhealthy things. And um, so he he recommends eating a number of you know salads um, each day, and onions and mushrooms and beans and um, foods, you know, focusing on eating um, and having food be medicine. And, um, you know, that, that, I guess, at my point in my life has, has been the focus is um, in the same way that I um, take a hormonal therapy tablet to prevent cancer recurrence, I try to eat um, fruits and veg every day um, to get the micronutrients that I need to to also prevent cancer recurrence. Um, and now I've talked about this in some of my other social media, um, and I'll just reiterate it here, that when you look across all the different diets and the research for all the different diets, there's definitely some... Um, arguments in the literature about exactly what the best diet is. But there's certain things that there aren't any arguments for. And those things are um, eating fruits and vegetables, you know, that's healthy, avoiding processed foods, avoiding sugar um, is not helpful. And um, is going to re- lead to worse health outcomes. Um, now, when you look at the macro components of your diet, so, you know, the percent fat or, or carbs or protein that you're eating, whether or not you're eating a little bit of meat um, or no meat, um, and the percent fat that you have, really um, is going to come down to what you feel best on. Um, you know, there are schools of, there's different schools of thought on on this opinion, but it's important for you to be focusing on getting your micronutrients in, the things, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the compounds. I mean, there's compounds in in pure plant food that we know is benefiting our health, um, and we don't even know, (laughs) haven't identified all of them. Um, It's important to focus on getting those things in, um, as and feeling well and um, having the courage to experiment with your diet so that you can come up with um, a healthy eating plan that makes you feel good 
and that also helps you um, be the healthiest version of yourself. And for some of you, that might look like gaining naturally gaining weight um, because you're in muscle because you're just naturally very thin. And for others, it might be losing weight. Um, and um, that's okay. For some, maybe maintaining weight. Um, regardless of whether the scale moves, any decision that you make to eat something with micronutrients in it is going to benefit your health. You know, just because you binged on um, a bowl of potato chips <laughs> doesn't mean that you shouldn't next try to eat a salad to get those micronutrients in. And realizing um, that habits take a little time to form and um, we are all um, beings that um, are imperfect, but in this life we need to embrace this process of transcending um, beyond um, our current state of being in, into to something more. And you can, you can improve, you can evolve <clears throat> in that it's part of the, the struggle of life. That's part of the struggle of humanity. And this notion that um, you can spend, you know, a week or six months um, rigorously focusing on healthy eating and wellness habits and have that be enough um, for good outco- health outcomes for your whole life is just simply a myth and part of um part of improving your health and part of living um your best life um has to be accepting certain i guess i don't want to say harsh but i found them harsh harsh truths um and and that is there's certain things that you need to be doing on a daily basis um to be well, to live long, to thrive, to feel good, body, mind, and soul. And, you know, one of those things is making healthy food choices, using food to heal your body, using food to fuel you um, for your thinking so you have strength to accomplish the things that you're passionate about. Um, and um, avoiding food that's going to take away from that. And, and you will know best what that is. You are the expert for your body. Um, the, the things that you read about um, with dietary advice um, online, there's so many great resources. I really love the USA um, Health News Report. Um, I think they give a really balanced views on the pros and cons of different diets, whether it's for wellness or weight loss or both, um, and how easy it is to sustain um, in the long term and the research that's there. Um, I think that, that, that that's, that's great, um, but making consistent good choices, acts of self-love these choices are for yourself day in, day out, it is going to be vital and and once you get to a point where you accept that that you accept um healthy eating being a non-negotiable part of your life um 
then you can enter a space where you can um, find the strength, the courage, and the ability to be making healthier choices. And you can allow yourself to go through this beautiful journey of, of imperfect choices without beating yourself up. Because when you need to make healthy choices in an environment that, um, that makes it hard, in an environment that, um, that essentially creates um, the easiest choice being, <coughs> sorry, choices that are going to be <clears throat> obesogenic, as in choices that are going to lead to weight gain, um, it's going to make the journey harder. Um, and the more you realize that, the easier it's going to be to set up um, systems in place for yourself that make and allow for choices to become, um, quote unquote, more natural um, for me, I know if I have cake in the house, I'm going to eat it. If the cake in the house is sitting out on the counter and I can view it, um, I'm more likely to eat it than if it's tucked away in the fridge. And then I'm even less likely to eat it if it's tucked away in the freezer and I have to unthaw it first. So um, I set up a system in place in my house where I'm less likely to eat cake. How do I do that? I don't have it in the house. Um, if you live in a neighborhood with lots of fast food and you have to drive past a McDonald's every day, <laughs> multiple times a day to go to work, to run errands, you're more likely to stop and eat McDonald's than if you live in a neighborhood where you don't have to pass it. Um, there have been studies that look at um, how grocery stores are set up. And people tend to buy um, the foods and the things that are at eye level, for example, um, or in a particular position in the store. So there's a lot of things that are um, under or outside of our conscious that are resulting in us being more likely to make certain choices um, for our health. Build a life that allows you to um, gently make the best choices, the best food choices, um, and focus on getting food that's going to heal your body, and focus on crafting a diet that, that you will feel best on. And your nutrition needs are going to be different to um, your neighbor's tradition, nutrition needs, your friend's nutrition needs. We all have different bodies. We have different genetics. Um, and what we need is, is going to be different. Um, different health conditions. Um, and you'll find as you age, um, and your nutritional needs are going to change. A pregnant woman's going to have different nutrition needs um, to a woman who is postmenopausal and in her 60s. Um, that is why when you 
you learn about diets, for example, a ketogenic diet, um, and there are very strict prescriptive guidelines for what you should and shouldn't do, um, it is not going to work for everyone. You need to look at the, the dietary advice that's out there and, and use your inner wisdom to apply it to your life, to your specific needs. If you struggle with that process, find a good GP or naturopath or dietitian that you trust that gets you and that can help, help you on your journey. I've seen a lot of dietitians. Um, I've seen a lot of naturopaths. I've found that the better ones are the ones that are not just going to hand you a list of foods and say, eat this, don't eat that. This is non-negotiable. The good ones are going to get to know you. They're going to learn your story. Um, they're going to see what your blood work says. They're going to hear about your medical history. They're going to ask you what you love to eat, what's non-negotiable. It very well may be that you are committed to eating healthy, but there are certain things that you can't live without. Maybe it's a donut. Maybe you find a way to make a healthy donut. Maybe you allow for one donut splurge, if your genetics allow it, um, each week. Um, you know, you've got to figure out what that is. Uh, you know, if you're eating fruits and vegetables, healthy meats, healthy fats, most days of the week, and you have a donut one day a week, it's probably, you know, going to be much healthier and better for your life than eating 10 donuts a day, right? Um, I guess I have a lot to say about a diet because, and a healthy eating. Um, and I, I, don't, I hesitate to even say diet because it's such a, a stigmatizing word. Really, it, it's um, a wellness habit. It's, it's using everything that's in, in our environment um, to maximize our health. And health is not just um, the absence of disease. It's total, um, total wellness, um, mind, body, and soul. It's joyful living mind, body, and soul. Um, it's healing beyond something that's just f physical. And the way you eat, the rhythms of your life should support that. It's, it's more than just um, staying on a prescriptive diet. And, you know, I find even if I go from season to season, depending on the weather, um, my body um, craves certain things. When you're so focused on living a prescriptive diet, um, you don't allow yourself to hone in to what's happening in your body, listen to the internal wisdom that your body has to tell you what it needs, because it will. And I've found um, when I am in periods where I have really healthy, or sorry, unhealthy eating patterns, that it's much harder for me to listen to the internal wisdom inside. 
um, because of addictive foods, addictive foods um, that create um, uh, a dopamine response that impact the reward system of the body. Do not allow for me to listen and hone into that internal wisdom um, because my body is so triggered by certain foods. And avoiding those triggers for me personally has been a very powerful way for me to listen to that internal wisdom. Now, if you find that you binge eat, that you are addicted to food, that um, you are able to make healthy food choices, um, to use food as, um, as medicine, that's great. But you are finding it harder um, to reduce the amount of unhealthy foods that you know um, cause you to have lower energy and worse health outcomes. Um, and you are unable to stop eating those foods despite wanting to and knowing that they're bad for you, you may be struggling with food addiction. Um, and I say that, um, but I, and I say that, I guess, bluntly, but I don't want you to feel stigmatized by that. Um, I definitely <laughs> have an addiction to sugar. I, I know that because when I eat it, I want more. It doesn't matter how much processed sugar I have. My body is unable to, to, to stop. It's unable to trigger a satiation response to a sense of satisfaction um, and fullness. And um, when I eat sugar, I need more sugar. And then I need more and more sugar. And, you know, addiction is a process in the body where um, you do something or you eat something. Maybe, you know, if we, we think about drugs or alcohol, it elicits a reward um, you feel good. You feel better. Um, there's a rush in the body. You feel better from whatever substance that is. And you, your body craves, craves that, that reward more than any other stimuli or things in, in your, your world. And you go back for it because your body wants it so much. And the more you go back for it, your body gets used to that that response, that feel-good response. Um, but it's craving that feel-good response, so it wants more and, um, and more and more. And that process is called tolerance. Um, and then with time, if you don't get that substance, so for me it's sugar, if I don't get that substance, I feel sick without it. I, I feel the same way with coffee. If I'm having a lot of coffee and then I go without coffee... Uh, I get I get tired, I get headaches, I don't feel right. And I love that buzz, you know, burst of energy I get with coffee. And but with time I need more and more coffee to get that. And um you know, I'm at a point in my life where I have a cup of coffee um when I'm drinking coffee um every day just to to maintain feeling good it's not for that buzz anymore because i've experienced that tolerance and withdrawal and we have that with sugar and that cycle um impacts our ability to make healthy choices it's not a matter of 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 willpower or weakness it's a matter of your body 
um, biochemically changing. And we also know that the impact, it's not just on the brain and the reward system in the brain, it's also on the hormonal balance in your body, um, particularly with um, the hormones that are there for appetite, the hormones that are there to regulate um, glucose, so sugar in the body, um, store it, burn it, help you burn it, um, the hormones in the body, um, insulin, for example, that um, regulates what happens when you have too much food, too much sugar, um, and that hormonal balance um, impacts um, your response to food, your desire for food. Um, and then there's, there's another component. So there's, that's two things. The other component you hear people talk about gut health. Um, what you eat when you eat these man-made um, addictive foods that elicit a rewards response, um, they also um, impact the hormonal environment of your gut. And that um, can lead to a more obesogenic state, as in you're priming your body not just to want um, these foods more and more, but then your body gets into these these cycles where when you do get those foods, you're more likely um, to do maladaptive things with those foods. You're more likely to store fat, to create inflammation in the body, unhealthy disease states in the body. And you don't feel good. <laughs> you also don't feel good. So how do you break that cycle? Um, because it's more than just having willpower. You know, if, if I left healthy eating just to willpower, um, if I left um, wellness goals um, just to willpower, I would, <laughs> I would never be able to succeed. Um, because of, of my biological, um, or these biological changes in, in my body, the hormones, the neurotransmitters that lead to, to, um, to cravings and that lead to um, an environment that promotes weight gain, that promotes unhealthy eating. So how do you break this cycle? For me and for many people, the cycle can be broken through fasting, through intermittent fasting. Um, it's sort of like um, a drug addict who goes to rehab and um, sits for a week or two weeks and they stop the heroin um, and they feel sick and they reach the deepest, darkest place of their soul um, and they... Um, they come out the other side, um, a different person, physically, mentally, and spiritually, um, because they have broken the cycle of, of, of having heroin. And that's part of why when you start fasting, you feel sick. Your body is going through that withdrawal process. Your body is adapting back to the state, um, of normality, where you no longer need or ex that sugar, or that high fat food, um, or that salty food, 
your your body is going back to that state of homeostasis or normality and um and it's wonderful and when you get to that state of homeostasis or normality um you know it because you finally again are in a position to listen to your body and you find that your body actually craves certain things. I crave water. Um, I've noticed through fasting that many times when I was thinking I was having a hunger cue, I was actually having a cue from my body saying, drink more, you are dehydrated, you are thirsty. Um, and when you go back to this place of homeostasis, um, you'll find that your insulin resistance um, decreases or improves, as in um, your body's ability to handle sugar, um, particularly if you have diabetes, um, improves. As your gut health improves. And as your body goes back to homeostasis and you're starting to eat healthier plant-based foods, um, your, the microbiotic, hormonal environment of the gut <laughs> changes. And um, you're able to be healthy. So I use fasting, intermittent fasting for me has been key to help me listen to my body, to help me make better, healthier food choices. And um, when I have excess body weight, it's also time for my body to feed on my fat that's been sitting there, you know, waiting for starvation. Obviously, um, fasting... Um, intermittent fasting can be done safely. Make sure you know your numbers, your, what your blood work is. That you, it's safe for you to fast. There are a few health conditions where people cannot fast um, because it, they can get really sick. Um, and, and then, you know, so there's intermittent fasting and then there's longer fasts. You know, when I've been particularly struggling, I um, will do a 48-hour fast with just water. Um, to have a reset. So that is something that I've done. Other people find that they can have a reset just by um, focusing on being plant-based for a bit and avoiding processed foods um, and avoiding sugar and um, salt and oils or fats. Um, and meat, eating a more vegan plant-based diet can be enough for them to be able to listen to their body. So if you are one of the lucky people who can eat whatever they want um, and still, you know, be thin, that may not last your whole life. And eating unhealthy and being thin does not equate to um, having a healthy body, and good wellness outcomes. Healthy eating um, is for everyone. Um, It's not just for those who are overweight or fat. 
So this is just, um, I guess these are my thoughts for today. Um, these are just some basics, um, some basic science, some basic knowledge about um, healthy eating and why it's critical. It's critical as a daily wellness ritual to live your best life and um, get out there and learn and read as much as you can. Get out there and create a space for yourself to grow and evolve um, in this space. Get out there and end the cycle of, of dieting, binge eating, dieting, binge eating. Um, open your eyes to the systems in our society and the structures in our society that are leading to poor food choices for you, poor health outcomes, and stand up to them, whatever that means for you and for your life. Have the courage to create space, to listen to your body, and trust the internal wisdom that is there, that is telling you what you need. And stop doing the things that don't allow you to listen to that internal wisdom. Because it's there. Trust and have hope. Trust in yourself and have hope that things can get easier and things can get better. Because they can. They can. And above all else be but be body positive love yourself in this moment enjoy this moment all we have is this moment and whether you are 90 pounds or 500 pounds those pounds are yours they're yours to love and appreciate they're yours to just you know Live deeply in your skin because they're your, it's your skin. It's nobody else's. And it's your, it's your um, responsibility to love yourself the way that you want to be loved. And part of that love is those daily rituals where you are maximizing your joy you're maximizing your, your ability to feel healthy and free, mind, body, and soul. And whatever that means for you, figure it out because that's what you seek. That's what you seek. And you do it in a way that's true to you as an individual. And have courage, have courage to do that because when you do, you may have people that come into your life or that are in your life that are naysayers because they don't understand. They don't understand because they've had different life experience. They have different genetics. They have different knowledge. And that's okay. It's your journey. Have the courage to tell the naysayers that it is your journey. Your life is not here to please anybody else but yourself. And you got to remember that. You got to remember that. And as you love yourself and you live your best life, you're in a position to love those around you um, 
more completely and more fully. When you are a fulfilled, happy, balanced, peaceful, still person, you are your best self for your relationships. So that ends this discussion on healthy eating. I haven't talked much about toxins, but it goes to say avoid toxins. <laughs> um, and that's it for today's podcast. Keep the conversation going by joining um, um, liking our social media, commenting on our social media, joining our Facebook group, um, and, and reaching out, reaching out um, through, through Facebook Messenger if you want. Thank you.